this kind of unchristianity in a film? You know, strike one, okay? Honestly, killing dogs, strike two, okay? One more strike and I'm, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> okay, George? Russell's like, you got the thing. If you switch Norwegians with Wuhan, um, you know? <laughs> well, he's trying to hide his hands and they're like, what's wrong? And then like, he just like pulls out these big old swankers. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. All right, we are Ack, Ack, Ack. It's me, the Ack, Ack Man, Evil Owl, live on location in Antarctica at Outpost 31 with my co-hosts, the lovely, the long hair, the ivory skin, the curvy body. Camp Counselor Ben is here. How are you doing, pew, Camp pew, Counselor pew. Ben? Um, it's been a long uh, week at camp. Um, long weekend, yeah. Yeah. Not taking no shit from these kids. Yeah, how are they dealing with the 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 Arctic conditions that we're in? Um, a few of them are frozen over, but you know we just have kids. So that's fine. <laughs> a few of them frozen over, yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah, well, we've sent notes to their parents. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got some kids. It's fine. They'll thaw out in the winter, summer, in the summer. Thaw out in the winter as they do. Yeah. And who, and who was that? I heard. It's the lean, mean fighting machine. It is Calamity Cat. How are you doing? Uh, I am holding on. I am ready to get into this because I feel like this is the perfect film. <laughs> I feel like for, it definitely is, yeah. For COVID times. Yeah, the perfect film, the perfect location. We are social distancing. We are exactly six. No, really, honestly, we're, we're f- about five and a half feet away, which we might all, you know, give each other the thing. <laughs> but at least we can see our breath. We know where it's going, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah, honestly, do you think that would... Well, clearly it doesn't prevent it because... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that. All right. So this week's movie, as you might have guessed or not, is The Thing. Um, I was going to talk about the background, but I forgot. So let's dive right in. <laughs> All right. So The Thing, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite directors... And starring Kurt Russell, of course, and co. I don't really care about who else is in it because I only care about Kurt. That's my man's. And so the movie starts off. We get like a black screen. We get credits. It's like almost four minutes straight of this like opening credit screen where it's just like a few words here and there. Um, and then there's a huge uh, drastic juxtaposition where we, we're in the snow. We're, we're, we're in a helicopter. We're chasing a husky and gunning him down. Or they're trying to. No. So. <laughs> yeah, they're not successfully. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> also too. They come like really close in the helicopter, and I'm just like, you're legit, like right on top of it. You probably should have been able to to hit that dog. <laughs> yeah, these people <laughs> to pet that dog. These people are like they're basically stormtroopers. They're shooting at this dog for like 15 minutes. They have grenades. They they have no skill. The the husky runs all the way to outpost 31 meets up with the crew, Kurt Russell and co. And it's, 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 you know, it's like, Hey, what's up? I'm being shot at. And so these Norwegian bros in the helicopter, they get out, they start shooting, they shoot up one of the guys. I don't remember who doesn't matter. Um, and they get out of the helicopter. They, they have a box of grenades. They, they pull the tab and immediately just drop it behind themselves. <laughs> Which I never understood. I'm like, are y'all purposely trying to blow up? like the helicopter or like what's going on there 
yeah, they clearly have no skill at any aspect of, well, to be fair, I guess they're not like, they're just like scientists or whatever, right? Drop the grenade, it blows up. So one of them is dead immediately <laughs> from, from his own grenade. And the other Norwegian is, is running at the crew. And the captain, I think it was, was a, was a Gary, Gary, uh, shoots him right in the face. And that's the end of the Norwegian brew. Yep. And I, and I never noticed, but I think this movie kind of made me have a bias against Huskies. I just can't trust their little blue Aryan eyes for some reason. And now, and now I know why I think it's because of this. I think it's because yeah, of this movie. I mean, they're, they, they're scary for me as well. Now <laughs> you never know what that dog may be carrying. And so they decide to go and check out their base and see what's going on. And they go to the Norwegian base. They find like a, a corpse of somebody who like clearly like killed himself. You know, there's a little frozen blood wrist action and mangled corpses. And I guess they take one of those corpses back to do an autopsy on, right? Is that what? Well, yeah, they find, they find this very odd <laughs> corpse. Uh-huh. And they decide to take that one back um, for further examination. Yep. Which I don't know that that's a good idea. Like, why? If it's <laughs> that weird, I don't know that I'd be taking it back. Yeah. And so they take it to their base. Uh, they're doing their autopsy. They find out it has regular human organs, which, um, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, oh, hey, this rando husky's just chilling, chilling with its Aryan eyes. Let's probably go ahead and put that in the kennel. And so they take it to the kennel. And right away, like, it, things are off. Um, it's kind of just like being standoffish with other dogs. And then before you know it, its face splits in half and <laughs> out come tentacles. And, but the uh, setup is really cool, though. Because, <laughs> like, that dog goes in and is perfectly, like, quiet and eerie mm-hmm. and sits. And so that dog, all those dogs were trained so well yeah honestly like i'm always so impressed by animal acting like to me that's the most like kid acting always bad animals very (laughs) impressive though very impressive they don't know emotions yet leave them alone dogs kids (laughs) Uh, same so that that husky you know it's yeah like as as mentioned its face explodes not literally but its face pops open it gets them tentacles and it starts trying to absorb uh, assimilate the other ones by sucking them up. It <laughs> was so sad. And though. gooing like them the, up, and yeah. the one dog that's like chewing at the fencing and mm-hmm. trying to open it. This it gave me like all those animal noises really got to me. Like babies crying, whatever. Animals yeah. whining. <laughs> it gets yeah, me every time. this is where I, I turned away a little bit. I was like, how dare they do this? To dogs? I know. <laughs> do it to a child or something. <laughs> <laughs> but a cute little doggy. That's yeah. why I got the line. Yeah, it was very triggering because, yeah, like you mentioned, there's there's a lot of dogs in there. There's like 50 dogs now. There's like, what, like a dozen or so dogs in there that are trying to like not yeah. get killed. Yeah, and I think it's like an Alaskan uh, ski team. And then the crew notices, and of course they come in and they just shoot them dogs <laughs> like in the <laughs> chest. And I was like, all right, this scene's going to end soon. And it does. They, they torch that, that creature. And they realize, hey, um... Something's going on. Yeah. Well, and is it is it Clark, the character who's like who was the one who brought the dog in and who had spent the most time with the dog? Yeah. He's yeah. that guy is so sketchy. <laughs> yeah. He's like the sketchiest guy. Yeah, you kind of think something's up with that dude, like yeah. from the beginning. Gotta be. I don't know if they do an autopsy on the on that dog, but they they realize through autopsies of of one of the creatures, doesn't really matter which one, that that 
the organism are able to uh, like assimilate into whatever host and perfectly imitate them. They're super paranoid now. They're like, okay, well, I don't really trust anyone. Somehow they end up on archive footage from the other crew, from the Norwegians, and they see them like setting charges in the ground. They, they blow up like this hole in the ground and they're like, hey, what's that? Let's go check that out. They and get, John Carpenter's in the video. Like, oh, he is? Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the Norwegians. They see this site and they go there. And what is it? Of course, it's an alien spaceship. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> and they, uh, they estimate it's been there for like 100,000 years, which, okay, I hate to break it to you, George Carpenter, but baby Jesus was only born 2,000 years ago. And this kind of unchristianity in a film, you know, strike one. Okay. Honestly, killing dogs. Strike two. Okay. One more strike and I'm I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> okay, George. George. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, can we talk about like the computers that they use in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Like the very beginning with, with McReady. Uh-huh. And him in the, the chess. Yeah. He's playing. The computer. Also, yeah. I was just like, cool. You just ruined a computer. Like you could have <laughs> used like, that. It was like so expensive back then. And they all only did one thing. <laughs> yeah. First shot we get of of McCready is he's playing uh, chess on a speci- chess specific computer, and he's like uh, he just gets pissed because he loses and pours his full drink into the like into the computer and that's chess probably- two thousand or whatever the name is. <laughs> <laughs> was it called chess two thousand something like that? Is <laughs> Jim Bean? It's not Jim. It's J and B, which. I love, J&B, there you I, go. I love the the blatant uh like just alcohol marketing with that and Smirnoff just throughout the whole movie. It's just like, oh yeah, let's have Smirnoff right now and JB right now. And that was um the voice of the chess uh computer was Adrian Barbeau, who Uh-oh. John Carpenter worked with a lot. And the nice. o- probably the I guess that's the only woman in the film, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like the early uh Tim Burton and Helen Bohm Carter. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they worked together a lot. I don't know if they ever had a relationship, but um, they definitely uh, worked in a lot of his films together. Beautiful. Speaking of computers, after they find the spaceship, they, and after realizing that they can assimilate, et cetera, et cetera, I forgot who it was, but Mans was doing quick maths on the computer. That, that he discovers that if the creature or the computer tells him somehow that if the, if the, the organism gets off the base into humanity that it'll be able to assimilate all human life within years. So they decide, Hey, let's uh, not let that happen. So they lock the station down. Yeah. And is that Dr. Blair, like Wilford Brimley? Was that who it was? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's way too many characters. There's a lot. (laughs) There's definitely a lot, but him, you know, he's one of the more famous ones. So yeah, I think Brimley, the oatmeal man. Yeah. Is that the diabetes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> Did he Ooh, pass away so from diabetes? Yeah, yeah. He passed away from being torched by Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was like, you got the thing. And then just like <laughs> flamethrower. <laughs> Kurt Russell's famous catchphrase from this movie, you got the thing. <laughs> like I said, I tried watching it four times. It was a difficult watch. So Mr. Diabetes realizes... They got to lock this baby down, and, and he also realizes this is a coronavirus film. Thoughts? Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is the ultimate coronavirus <laughs> film. Forget, like, like, forget, you know, contagion and outbreak. This is mm-hmm. my coronavirus film. We had thought The Shining was 
a, okay, The Shining is a quarantine film. Yes. Cor- the Corona. <laughs> I called this movie coronavirus. <laughs> the, the thing. The coronavirus. <laughs> the thing is a specifically coronavirus film. Yes. Yeah, it would be a whole different ball game if. Uh... If you switch Norwegians with Wuhan, um, you know. (laughs) It actually came from an alien and not a bat. Oh, yeah. It actually came from a husky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Where's Kurt Russell when you need him? You got the thing. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you act like that's what he said. (laughs) As he torched his real life body. Who's Bennings? Um, Is that the Ron Howard looking one? (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah. what does Ron Howard look like? The, the red like hat? Yeah. yeah, that's um, Ron Howard. Oh, for, oh, a little Andy Dick. The ginger. Yeah. Or Andy, Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Andy Dick. <laughs> that would have been a totally different show. <laughs> little Andy Dick himself, yep. Yep, he starts to get... Um, I wrote down assimilated, but really he was getting tentacle-borned. Um, <laughs> when they find him and they're like, hey... um. This isn't good. And so he goes, goes, to fi- goes to tell the crew. They come back. And of course, he's not there anymore. So they light him up real quick. Well, it's revealed that he has those big old, uh, <laughs> big old hands. <laughs> big old swangers? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's trying to hide his hands. And they're like, what's wrong? And then like, he just like, pulls out these big old swangers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he pulls out and they're the- like, light him up. He you pulls the out thing. the mitts. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So they find him outside. And... They're like, uh, stand back, because he got the thing. <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell uses, uses his, uh, I almost said jetpack. He uses his flamethrower. <laughs> flame it's got like, jet fuel in there. <laughs> they burn him up, and in the meantime, they find out that Blair, do I remember who that is? Nope, but I wrote it down. That's Dr. Blair, so Wilford Brimley. Oh, that's diabetes. diabetes man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so rude that that's <laughs> that's what you know him by <laughs> dr blair i wrote he goes crazy but he probably honestly like yeah no he goes crazy and he sabotages all their equipment he kills all the remaining dogs which this is a bad movie to be a dog in usually <laughs> you well honestly no horror movie is a good movie to be a no dog in. not really it's always a bad bad sign except for maybe cujo <laughs> yeah cujo's the ultimate <laughs> revenge for dogs <laughs> For every dog who's been killed in a film. Fun fact, I'm reading on Wikipedia that Stephen King saw this movie and then wrote Cujo as justice for um, Huskies. (laughs) I think he's going crazy, though. He's trying to sabotage everything because at that moment, like, he knew, right? Like, the simulation says if anybody comes out alive of this and it it transfers to the mainland... Mm-hmm. Or to the continents. I mean, it'll take what, like twenty-seven thousand hours. It says. <laughs> which, which don't tell James Franco because <laughs> that's, that's a long time. It's a long time to have your big old hands in a rock. <laughs> Maybe you just had low blood sugar. Oh How God, you're back. <laughs> that was I chilling. never left. Oh <laughs> yeah, he probably just has like low blood sugar. They just need to get him like a little snacky snacks. Who Blair? Oh my God, the diabetes man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, cranky <laughs> when you have low blood sugar. That's going to that's that's that be my, my name is no longer Evil Al. It's no, or, and I'm not the Akak man. I'm the Debbie's man. Oh my God. <laughs> Evil Al. The sugars. You got the sugars. I got the sugar shakes. <laughs> yeah, as we're saying, Blair goes crazy. He saps all their stuff. He kills them dogs. So now they're all paranoid. They're all like, um, 
stay away from me, bro, which, yeah, as we mentioned, coronavirus. And so they decide, let's do a little blood test and compare the uninfected. I think they're going to mix their blood with the the uninfected blood from the blood storage and to see um, if it reacted so they would know who was infected. But they get there. And, of course, the blood storage is all messed up, which I don't know why they needed a blood storage to begin with. Yeah. Um, are they not scientists? I'm not even really sure what they're supposed to be. I mean, they're scientists, but yeah, I don't know, understand what their outpost was supposed to do. I guess that's inconsequential for the film. Yeah. <laughs> so they got the blood, yeah, there's blood all over the place. It's, um, I think only their leader, Gary, Gary, uh, was the one who had access to that. So they, they, they realized, hey, I don't know if we trust you. Uh, let's, let's let McReady, I always want to say McReady, McReady take over. Um, and Kurt's like, I'm getting paid enough, so sure, I'll I'll take over. They discover that when people assimilate, their clothes get shredded, <laughs> which which is a random like for that being the only clue. <laughs> it's like super specific. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the, that you got a rip in your jeans. I don't, you know, are you infected? Maybe, or you're just fashionable. Oh, <laughs> Abercrombie. Our kids would have been dead. Abercrombie not made for Antarctica, must say. <laughs> not enough warmth. Oh, I don't want to say this word. That's that. That's too close to a bad word to swear. Uh, they find his name is F U C H S, which I'm going to pronounce. Fuchs. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce Fuchs. We'll cut it's that out. Fuchs. Fuchs. Well, they find Fouché's body <laughs> burnt up to a crisp, and they they realize, oh, he probably you know was turn turning. And he wanted to prevent it, so he had to do what he had to do. At uh, the same time, MacReady, God damn, I can't say that. MacReady realizes, oh, hey, the light's on in my shack, but I did not leave it on. And so they uh, go to investigate that, which he's with Niles, is, yeah, he's with Niles. Mm-hmm. So those two go out. He's with Niles, and they, they well, go yeah. they go there, and um, unbeknownst to to Kurt Kurt MacReady, they find his his torn little shirt, and they think, oh shit. This man's, you got the thing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get back to the base before him and, and they're not wanting to let him in. Um, but he, fortunately, he has a stick of dynamite. <laughs> and so he's, he's threatening him with the stick of dynamite. And uh, homeboy Chuck Norris has a heart attack, or they think he has a heart attack. So they're like, all right, let's cut this, this BS and go defibrillate this man. Um, and so they have him on the table. They're doing a little uh, shocky shock. And then all of a sudden, they go in for another shock. And as one expects, as one expects his chest splits in half and bites off the man's arms. <laughs> 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 Which, yeah, that, yeah, not the best That was awesome, though. Like, I love that, yeah. Yeah. Is this yeah, the- and you know, like, the guy... So the guy who did the special effects was Rob Botton. And he literally started doing special effects when he was 14 for Rick Baker, which oh, wow. is like insane. So he was only 22 when he did this. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause I mean, like this is really the first scene, right? Where like we get like a lot of, like a lot of the special effects, right? Yeah. When his head comes off and I mean, there a lot happens. Yeah. A lot happens. <laughs> That's an <laughs> <laughs> it comes off. Like, this is totally nightmare-inducing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my man's Norris uh, chest eats his hands, and then his body 
explodes basically and his uh norris's little head pops off and crawls away and there's a lot going on yeah it sprouts legs and then little like like, eyes eye tentacles yeah yeah but it's not normal though isn't it like it's upside down too yeah it's so creepy (laughs) it's not normal it's upside down right (laughs) like that's the abnormal thing yeah there's nothing normal about any of that yeah so that's when we learned what no, 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 I was just gonna say like what a uh, like a great moment from that is like everyone's just standing there watching, and then like you just see the little tentacle head just like creep past them out the door. Mm-hmm. That's and what, what does he say? What is uh? Oh gosh, I can't remember the character's does name. Does he go like seriously or like really or something like that? Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> kind of like really. <laughs> and then they burn it up. There's yeah. If you love um, if you're a fan of burning bodies, this is the movie for you. There's yes. a lot. There's a lot of that. A lot of flame throwing going on. Yep. Yep. So Norris's head game is strong. It crawls away. They burn it up, and that's when McReady, McCready realizes you got the thing. But also, <laughs> he realizes that this creature is super resilient, and even if you like cut up its little body, its little parts, its little chunks will try and crawl away and live. And so he's like, "We got it. We got it." Really lock down who's got this so they decide to do a blood test so at this point mcgreedy is kind of just like ho- holding everyone hostage <laughs> he's kind of like holding everyone at um i always want to say rock i always want to say jetpack he's holding everyone at flamethrower point and uh, he decides the easiest way to test them is to put their blood in a little petri dish and put the heated coil um into it and if it reacts then obviously they you got the thing i like this scene this is a fun scene it is so, yeah it's so much fun and there's yeah. also like some things that i'm like hmm okay that doesn't make sense <laughs> what what which part specifically? So specifically so they start testing everyone right like uh-huh. and the way they do this is with a scalpel <laughs> and uh-huh. tell me you can't find some alcohol to dip that thing in in between to mm-hmm. sterilize it you're just like brushing on your pants dude and like then cutting somebody else and i'm like Aren't you transferring the thing to the next person? <laughs> and also, you know, chlamydia. I mean, right? <laughs> you might not have ran rampant in uh, lockdown thirty nine. Yeah, you might not have the thing, but you do got the clap after this because they <laughs> they just like also they have like an unnecessarily huge like cut <laughs> to get this yes. little. They cut like their whole thumb, <laughs> like all the way down it to get like a like a little dot of blood so yeah also like okay so what let's set the scene here so macready um basically ties everyone to a bench <laughs> like a row of chairs and so i'm thinking well if any of these people do have the thing they're all gonna die because <laughs> they're they don't seem to have like a machete on hand or like any way to get them out quickly and they got they got all kinds of knots he, he my man's was an eagle scout because they they are they are tied good. They're going through the they're going through the line. One man's good, another man's good. They get to Palmer. He dips the the little coil in the thing and it it like jump the blood like jumps out. Like as soon as it does that, Palmer starts shaking. He gets them beat them beat his shakes and his head like his head like basically like explodes or something. It's like it gets it like away. Yeah. He attacks windows. He like chomps his head. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's a but lot he doesn't, going like, on. He just kind of starts swallowing him, right? Like, yeah, he's yeah, kinda, he just he's like kinda, picks him up and like tries to. He's just kind of he's he's flavor savoring, you know. He's just kind of <laughs> he's kind of gumming away at that at that head. 
wiggling him all over, taking him <laughs> off the ground. It's crazy. It was. Oh my god, he was trying to swallow him like rotisserie chicken. The, he was trying to Deborah Logan them. Mm. <laughs> it was. It was. So Palmer goes Debbie Logan on my man Windows, and um, meanwhile, <laughs> so when Palmer starts getting the sugar shakes, like people are tied up literally like on like shoulder shoulder to shoulder and they're like get me out of here dude and yeah that that was very stressful but fortunately palmer somehow like jumps up and gets stuck to the ceiling and yeah a lot a, there's a lot <laughs> a lot to unpack about that scene but but at the end of the day mccready burns them boys up and uh, they go back to check on the db man and because uh, they had locked him in and like the the tool closet or something. Yeah. But yeah. they uh, they find that he got away. And, and what else did they find? He had been making a spaceship, of course, <laughs> naturally, <laughs> as one does. Getting crafty while he's uh-huh. in there. Yep. So that means you got the thing, probably. Probably. So after Mac and Co go to check on that, they had left Charles behind at the uh, station. They come back. Of course, Childs is not there, and the power's out. So. I don't know if you know this about the uh, Antarctic winters, but uh, no power equals you get real cold. <laughs> yeah, real you're going to freeze to death. And yeah. also, like, I just want to say, like, Childs is played by the awesome Keith David, mm-hmm. who was also in They Live and Community. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he's awesome and he's a badass, so. Yep, he's been in such spooky films as Community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> community, <yeah. laughs> But he was in other Carpenter films, too. Yeah, yeah. And so the power is out. It's very cold. And they they, um, they realize, hey, I think the thing wants it to be cold. So it can it can get dormant and wait for some, you know, some rescue party to show up and infect them. And so they decide, you know what, thing? No, we're going to blow this thing up. And so they start to set explosives. And what happens, of course, Bl- Blair pops up. And he's a big, he's a big-ass beast, a B.A.B. And... McCready's like, nope, not dealing with this. And he eats that dynamite right at its face and blows up the base, basically. Well, triggers like all, there's a lot of explosions. There's a lot of explosions, <laughs> yeah. And um, they're basically Michael Bay in the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, McCready is chilling outside, um, a little frost action on his face when Child shows up. And uh, he's like, well, how are we going to live? It's going to, it's hot now, but it's going to get cold real quick. And McCready's like, well, maybe it's better that we don't. And so they get lit and they, they accept that, hey, we're going to die, but humanity will live. Well, and also you really don't know if Childs is actually the thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. You don't know if Childs is, is if you got the thing or not. But uh, McCready's like, at this point, there's not much we could do about if either of us has a surprise for each other. So yep. they pour themselves a, tall, a stiff glass of J&B and... We assume that they's dead. Which honestly, I I forgot that was the ending. I, I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but I thought they got away or something. But no, there's not a happy ending. They did shoot a happy ending. Oh, they did. They did. So like their rescue comes and gets McGreedy, and he's the last one left. And they take him to a lab, and then you see, like apparently it's it's like they test his blood, and he's good. Huh. So that's the end of the movie. But they they because they thought it would be too bleak. They thought it would be too sad. You know and mm-hmm. and the testing would not go well because this was like a major movie yeah. um, at the time, you know, and mm-hmm. it did not do well. So John Carpenter was pretty 
bummed about that because it went up against E.T. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. So two alien movies that are the exact opposite. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're totally the same. This is a prestige uh, illusionist situation where it's the exact same movie with, a, you know, um, similar actors in a lead, E.T. and The Thing. You know what? I don't like to see the thing in a blonde wig and some pearls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just trying to blend in. You're like, sweetie, you're not blending in. <laughs> it's an alien Maury. I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the thing is, like, no one no one notices. Like <laughs> it just still walks around with the blonde. They're wig like, wow, they're like, one of us has the thing. <laughs> And it, it, the camera pans over to the thing with the wig and the, the clothes. And it's just like instead like of it, shock. instead of it tattering your your clothes, you just have a blonde wig and pearls. Like yes, that's that's the change. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel that we're gonna make. Yeah, I think you should. From, from the hundreds of thousands of dollars you're making from this podcast, we'll go ahead and fund <laughs> that. We'll start crowdsourcing that. Yeah, that wraps it up. That wraps up our. Uh, Little, it's not even a review. It's more of just a little discussion of the plot of the thing, which brings us to our next segment. Ack, ack, or whack, whack. What did y'all think? I know, I know, uh, Kim Counselor Bean, you have a, you have a strong opinion. Like, it was a good movie overall, but like, I don't know. The only good thing in this was like Kurt Russell's hair. I think it was luxurious. <laughs> that was the real star of the show. Like oh you're God, in the, I thought you were going to say that badass hat like he, combo he's wearing like in yeah, the helicopter. It's like a joke. That's scary also. It's honestly like a joke. It's like a it's like a weird cowboy hat or something. Yes. Which I love. But like how are you going to be in the Arctic but still have like full fair faucet hair? Very so true. so you didn't so whack whack for you. It's what I'm it's what I'm getting. The hair saves it is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and quote you as saying, I tried to watch it four times and fell asleep every time. So, um, <laughs> I <that's>, did. <laughs> that's what you thought of it. Um, how about you, Calamity Cat? What did you think of, of this movie? Of course, I love it. It's a classic. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, just for like the effects alone and the cast, I think it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to me because it kind of reminds you of like those very old school movies like Dirty Dozen or what, you know, it's all men. Mm-hmm. you know getting up to antics but yet this is all like horror driven right it's like the original ghostbusters and that it's all men and sigourney <laughs> weaver there's not even a sigourney weaver <laughs> yeah. right? but it's kind of a fun it's it's a fun film you know and in the first you kind of think at the beginning you kind of think oh this is going to be like is this a war movie or is this like what is this you know yeah this is another movie that i've always considered one of my favorites and I don't know. I feel like it holds up really well. I feel like the effects are always going to be, yeah, jarring, the effects are amazing and jarring and effective. And yeah, I mean, we can get into the prequel if you want. I feel like, okay, so when when the the prequel came, when did the prequel even come out? Like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I feel like that was. I feel like when it came out, I was like so into this movie. I was so psyched. And I think I probably even saw it like at midnight with uh, Chris Hardwick, and and I was I was so ready. And honestly, like I appreciate it, but the effects are so like special effects, like generated special effects heavy that it was just like sad. Because mm-hmm. like I watched it again, like maybe last year, and it just looks like shit. Like <laughs> all the effects <laughs> just look so bad. Aww. 
And but I do appreciate it though, because like when they get in the Norwegian base, like everything that's there, like the man that's dead, like there's an axe in a wall, like every single detail, like they have all that stuff happen in that prequel. So like I appreciate it, but yeah, I mean the effects really, really, really like bring it down a peg. Mm-hmm. So we got two X and one whack, and that is that. I don't know what there's no really a consequence, but yeah. I like how that rhymed. Good job. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It's it's not really rhyming if it's basically the same word. No, you're like we have two whack, two X, one whack, and that's that. <laughs> oh, eh, it's not a perfect rhyme, but yeah. What can I say? I'm like Jay Z. I'm a poet, and you didn't even know it. Oh, oh! All right, we're gonna end that. All right, um, <laughs> all right. Our next segment. Every week we, um, and by every week I mean I think twice now, including this time. Um, we've lived the movie. We're on a scene in I almost said Alaska. We're in Alaska at Outpost Thirty One, and you know you have to be prepared for these things. This is a harsh climate. Uh, you don't want to have the thing, and so camp counselor what's in your camp counselor bag this week so hello my name is camp counselor ben i'm here to bring you what i would carry in my camp counselor bag to the thing so first first and foremost what every camp counselor bag needs flamethrower is the it item we need that you need it to survive also from what i learned it can be used for science and figure out blood stuff. So there's that. So second item in my camp counselor bag would definitely be some Scooby snacks for the puppies. Because if they're happy, they won't eat you. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, because you got to treat the dogs correct, you know? Mm -hmm. Or they're going to like split open and make one giant like mush (laughs) dog. (laughs) You don't want that. Second one, Tylenol. Because with everyone's head splitting open, <laughs> headaches galore. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Yeah. Oh, and petri dishes. We because we're what are we going to use to test the blood? Mm-hmm. The petri dishes. Yep. I would say also some fashion shades, and maybe like a stupid catboy hat. <laughs> oh yeah, and some good fair. Oh yeah, sorry, and some good fair faucet hairspray to keep your waves intact while you're running through the Arctic. And you know what that can double as, like. Another flamethrower. Oh, wow. Oh, what if you use your flamethrower to make that into a flame? You can have dual flamethrowers. <laughs> I can just like duct tape that bottle onto the other flamethrower and have a double flamethrower. You're right. Uh-huh. Oh, and a bottle of J&B because you never know when you might die and need a last drink. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. And that was what's in the camp counselor bag with camp Counselor Ben. All right. And every week, since episode one, um, we famously decided that the Overlook Hotel in The Shining is male. And since then, every once a week, we study a a set piece, a scene from every movie, and we ask ourselves, is it male or female? Female, female. Um, I don't know. Which, what, um... What should we analyze this week? I guess the base? Outpost 31? Yeah. Or should we just say the thing? (laughs) (laughs) No, the the base. Okay, the base. Okay. Um, It's cold. It's white. It's powdery. Um, 
Um, I'm going to say female. <laughs> wow, based on my description? <laughs> well, no, she's cold. She, you know, she has secrets. <laughs> okay. She also has, like, little compartments that hide, like, spaceships. You know? Uh-huh. She just seems also nurturing because she like she has like all these little bodies in her just like flourishing, okay the thing. So I'm gonna say female on this one. Hmm. Also, okay. she's real smart too. Yeah, I was gonna say male, but I don't know. Maybe you're convincing me. I feel like everything there was male. <laughs> it's <was> all male <laughs> energy. Yeah, I probably stunk real bad too, like corn chips. And oh no, art corn, corn chips. <laughs> I feel like it just smelled like Smirnoff, probably. J and B. Smirnoff and farts, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think mean, I, I think I would say go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say I did not see one washroom there. So it's Yeah, nobody better. yeah, where did they take their little poops? I guess a the bucket snow. And they froze it in a <laughs> hole. I don't know. <laughs> There's just probably see- just like frozen poops everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Watch like in thousands of years, someone's like, Oh my god, is this dinosaur poops? No, it's Fred's, it's the thing, shits. Yeah, <laughs> it's McReady, it's McReady's poops. McReady, McCre- his name's Mac and Ready. Mac Ready, <laughs> yeah. I think if I had to decide male or female, which I will because I refuse for things not to have gender, I would say probably the Norwegian base male. Um, it seems very violent. It seems like it's got a shady past. It seems like, you that's know, baggage. You know, there's foreign people with scary accents. It's, and for me, that's very masculine energy. I would say Outpost 31, you know, they went around in circles a lot, which for me, that's curves. For me, um, you know, it's cold. You know, um, there's blood sometimes. So for me, that's very. I have to go with feminine energy. And so I'm going to say Norwegian based male uh, outpost 31. Honestly, three plus one is four, which is a, which is, you know, a prime number. I'm going to go with female. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Uh, math. Uh, I love it. How you guys like the cold thing is obviously. I'm <laughs> <laughs> wholehearted bitches. <laughs> yeah she i'm t- she has secrets she's letting she's holding the thing within mm-hmm. that's she's true to let it explode out on okay all right all right this is not <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast that's how we birth <laughs> <laughs> yep alien famously female yeah yes. see, there you go even though even though i think only the alien queen is female but whatever you know um okay and that was male or female however we have one more segment in which we ask ourselves, we look deep within our little hearts, and we ask, who would win in last week's killer versus this week's killer? Um, so last week we did the Evil Dead, and so we had Deadites. Is it Deadites or like the whole the, the whole demon? No, I thought we did Deadites. Deadites, okay. Yeah. So Deadites versus the thing. I feel like I got to go with, I don't know, actually. I felt... I feel like the thing would take over. I don't know which one would overpower which. Oh well, gosh, that would be so interesting, right? Well, the thing doesn't need a a curse to be read out loud. No, but like it's still like a human form. So, like if the thing infected a deadite, how would that work? And they both can be cut up into little pieces. Well, I, well, I guess no. I guess actually, deadites can't be cut up because they die. 
And, and the thing, if, you know, if they cut that little head off, it'll crawl away. Yeah. You have to destroy hmm. it completely. I mean, you have to burn it. So, yeah. Which you can also burn a deadite. Yeah. Well, they dropped that one um, bitch in a fire. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something really polite, like that one. <laughs> They jumped on one young woman in the fire and her little <laughs> head was on fire and she didn't die. So mm, interesting. I guess it really, okay. So for me, it comes down to where are they fighting? Are they fighting in Antarctica? Cause for me, there's not that much fire around there. If they're in a cabin, there's an open flame. But also oh. two doesn't need to be cold for the thing to survive. No, they don't. No, the thing would take over the whole world in like a year. Oh. Which famously not cold. Hmm. <laughs> Global warming. The thing That's can the thing can live indefinitely in the cold, but it's just like dormant. Uh, I, I think I think I'm gonna go <laughs> Oh my god. I think <laughs> I'm gonna go with the thing would win. I think so too. Because they could just like split into 15 little pieces and yeah, tentacles. Yeah, I, thing. For me, it's a thing. What do you think, uh, Ben? I'm going to go with Deadites only because doesn't the thing need living like living things to like survive? And if the Deadites are dead, they wouldn't be yeah. able to do anything to the Deadites. I don't think it necessarily needs... No, it doesn't need living things because that head was not living. There's no way. But I think it... To replicate, yes. But I don't think it necessarily needs... Because it's just like imitating. It's not actually those things, right? Yeah, because I guess if it infected them first and then they became a deadite, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I don't deadites on this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think deadites. Hmm. That it's interesting. Yeah, I think I changed my like. <clears throat> I think I was the thing first, but then I was like, no, nah, I think that I. At first, you were the thing. You were terrified. Yes. <laughs> or petrified. I don't know words. Yeah, yeah, you're wrong. I think the thing would win, and so that is this week's <laughs> episode. Um, I'm, I'm ending the. I'm ending the episode. I guess now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> This is the end of this week's wait. Um, ben, are your are your campers okay? Um, I'm looking over there and I see a lot of. Are they all blonde? Is this like one of those kind of camps where they're all blonde and blue eyed, or why do they all have blonde? Oh, are those wigs? Oh, oh no! Wait, did they? They all I have per- pearls. They have pearls. Don't Ben. I got bad news, man. They got the thing, dude. Do you have the thing? No, it's just a thing. Clamity Cat, do you have the thing? I don't trust any of you. Just a no, I definitely don't have the thing. I don't, I don't, yeah, I think you got the thing. That's exactly what the thing would say is I don't have the thing. No, no it's like a depression thing. You go blonde with pearls. <laughs> that, is, that is canon that when um, when depressed, you bleach your hair. But I don't know about the pearls. Nah, it's, it's nothing. You know what? Here, let's go, go ahead. Fast. You know, we just watched this movie. We know how to how to tackle who's an imposter, who's a who's an, a notster. And so let's just go ahead and do here. I have these petri dishes, petri dishes. Let's go ahead and here. Let me let me go ahead and cut across your whole from palm to tip of thumb, as one does 
Okay. All right, now you've been. Better not. All right, it's... Calamity Cat. Oh, this is so yeah, unsanitary. Yeah. I do have chlamydia. Um, so oh, I hope you're, I'm, I, cool. I, I didn't Thanks go first. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Catch that um, also now. So catch that outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Let me, I have my, thankfully I brought this um, Tesla flamethrower. Oh yeah. On. yeah. So let me, let me go ahead and did you get that, that out of my cat bag? Um, no, I got that off of Tesla.com. So let me go ahead and fire oh, that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, okay. Let me heat that. Let me heat this coil that I have that I found um, on the, from Tesla.com. <laughs> comes with the coil. Yeah. Um, That's super handy. All right. First I'm going to do mine. Okay. Ready? All right. Regular. As I, as I expected. I mean, I don't got the thing. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right, let me do Calamity Cat. All right, here we go. All right, you're good. Here you can have this. Hot dead in pearl, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally, I don't look good in blonde. Um, <laughs> I'm too pale as is, so it really washes me out. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do Ben's. All right, ready? Um, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. I, the, everyone's blood does that. So. Um, oh, negative. That's what happens. Um, you're not a natural blonde, and I just looked up at you, and you have you're. Those are re- also those are like costume pearls, and you're clutching them. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Wait, no. Okay, okay. okay. Can't. Um, I think I think he has the thing. Yeah, think. Uh, if you want to hop in the snowcat, we can. Uh, let's get. Let's get we out can, here. We can grand theft fuck off real quick. Yep. yep. Shining that snowcat. All right. Hey, hey, Ben. Um, I think I left um. Something in the in my locker. Can you go get it for me? Yeah, definitely. I, do you the, do you know what it is? Or I'm just like looking around, scavenging. No, I mean you, you'll see it. You know, I, oh, I left okay, the okay. I left that thing. You know that I had that I had the other day. I left that thing there. Um, in, oh, in the definitely. Locker. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go get yeah. you the thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's appropriate that you would you would bring me the thing since you have the thing. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I can go get the thing for you. I don't have it yet, but I'll all right. Get okay. It cool. For you. We'll, we'll be here waiting. We'll, we'll be here yeah, waiting outside definitely. of the snowcat. We definitely aren't going to leave. So. Nah, you all wouldn't right. do. That. Wow, he really took off. Did you hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. All right, all right, all right, all right let's go. go. All right, let's go. 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 Let's go.